the Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nas Podcast, the podcast at Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to help people take their next step toward Jesus. This podcast is part of that. We want to help you engage daily in spiritual development. Pastor Rob is here. We're going to keep talking about his previous sermon from this past Sunday. We're in the book of 1 Peter in our series, While in Exile. And we hope that this has been encouraging to you. It's been encouraging to me. Um, We're looking at verses 13 through 16 this week. Um, and then right now what we're going to do is we're going to start with verse 14. So if you missed yesterday, make sure you go back and watch that, listen to that. It was amazing. Um, yeah. Or you could also go back and watch the sermon from Sunday to kind of get some of that content as well. No comment on that. Yeah. But uh, we want you to kind of follow along with us. So this is what uh, verse 14 says. Um, it says this, As obedient children... Do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. That's where we're going to start. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, I figured I'd only read one verse at a time because we might not get through through any other one. So we'll just... That is that is pretty much, yeah, where, where it goes. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so yesterday there were like three things that Peter reminded us to do. Yeah. He's like, you know, prepare your minds uh, for action. Mm-hmm. And then he says, be sober in spirit and fix your, your focus on the future, not yeah. on the circumstances around you now. Yep. And then he's like, this new new command is so is, uh, is to not be conformed to, well, how did you say it? What did your version um, say? This one says, uh, don't be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. Yeah. That's the way it says. But yeah. you have in here... A little bit different. Yeah, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which you were in, uh, which were yours in your ignorance. So yeah. he, he's basically talking about what it was, how we lived before, yeah, before we came Jesus. to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what what Peter does now is it kind of switches from these things that we should do to um, these things that need to become a priority for us. Mm-hmm. And so if we're living in exile and we are living in exile, what Peter's saying is that we need to have some new priorities. And the first priority is that. We not live like we used to. Yeah. Um, so he, the way he does that is he says to not be conformed to their old ways of living. And the word conformed, the Greek word, means this is really interesting. The word conformed means to be or become behaviorally or socially similar. Mm-hmm. And so what Peter is saying is like, if you're living as a Christian, you should not be behaviorally similar to people who live in the world that don't know Jesus. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes as the church, and we we try to do that. Like we don't want to stick out. We don't want to be yeah. different because different is sometimes labeled bad. Yeah. And so we try to be like everybody else. But here in the Bible, mm-hmm. Peter's like, don't be like everybody else. Well, I think else. it also comes, there's also this, um, there's this belief outside of faith that, well, you don't need a faith to be a good person, to do good things. You know, you can yeah. be generous, you can be loving, you can be all these things without Jesus. But when you read scripture, I don't think scripture necessarily agrees with that all the way. Mm-hmm. I think that you can live a life that masks some of those things. Um, but what Peter's saying is you, like you're going, if you're really living this way, you're going to look different. Yeah. And if you try, if you try to kind of camouflage yourself, you sort of neuter your ability to have any sort of influence. Yes, that was a very graphic example. Oh, stop it! <laughs> it's just a word. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're right. 
You're right. And I, I, I think what's interesting is that when Peter says that we shouldn't live the way we this is, I think, something true for a person who's been in the church for a really long time, or maybe somebody who came to know Jesus early in their life. Yeah. So he says, don't be conformed to the, to, to the way you used to live, your former mm-hmm. ignorance. And I think that that's hard for somebody um, who maybe um, who got saved at an early age, and they never really lived a hard life. They never really committed you know, the serious sins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to say, you know, don't live the way you used to live before you were saved— isn't isn't a, it isn't a drastic change because sure. you're like six years old and playing with you know your toys and you know it's like opposed as opposed right. to somebody my, who's my is life, older. My life before Jesus was I was three, so I don't yeah. right. So, and so this I hear what you're so saying. When Peter says, "Don't live like you used to live before you came <laughs> yeah. to know Jesus." Like, don't yeah. live like a three year old. I guess yeah. is what he's saying. Which is probably fair. That's fairly graphic, anyway. I suppose. But what I I think is interesting that what I like is is that in the NASB version he says, "Don't be conformed to the former lusts." Yeah. Um, And I think that that kind of broadens the scope, and that you know, we Mm -hmm. without Jesus, there are certain lusts that we would have in our life, sure, um, or things that we would desire that are not godly. And those former lusts would include things like immorality and impurity and mm. evil desires and greed and anger and wrath and malice and slander and gossip, you know, stuff like that that the Bible talks about. What Peter is saying is that we got to let those things go and be different. Um, and so uh, Paul used the same language. We talked about this yesterday. He did this whole chap- 11 chapters on what we should believe. And then he says in, chap- in, in chapter 12, verse 1, therefore, uh, you know, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And part of that, he says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And again, he uses the same word conform that Peter used, which means to be, become, be or become behaviorally or socially similar. And Paul is saying the same thing Peter says, we should be different. We should live different. Mm-hmm. And the reason is not because we're better, it's because we live according to a different set of values. Mm. And the values that we live by are biblical values, and the world has a its own system of beliefs that are not biblical. There are some things that maybe are biblical in there, but more and more our culture is straying from those biblical things. And so, <clears throat> what Paul is saying is that that we this we should be different, and and that people should see and notice the difference. And so, like if I were to translate this verse, it would say, "Do not be or become behaviorally or socially similar." to the people of this world who do not know Jesus and do not live according to His values and morals. All during the season of Lent, we are reading through the Gospels as we draw closer to Easter. We invite you to join us. Download the Shep Naz mobile app from your app store or go to shepnaz.org forward slash Lent. There you will find links to scripture for each day with a few breaks along the way in case you need to catch up. And again, it's not that we're better, they're worse, or anything like that. It's like they're just a different set of values that we live by sure. in the Bible as opposed to the world system. And and almost always in Scripture, when it talks about the world system, it's always in contrast to God's values. Mm-hmm. Like it never talks about them similar. They're always in, in contrast. So, so Peter starts off by saying this new priority is that we should not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. We should be different. And then he says, um, but like the, the Holy One who called you, you should be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Mm-hmm. And so really what 
Peter is saying is that we should be holy, and holiness has two aspects to mm-hmm. it. One is not being like the world, and two, it's being like God, being like Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and this wasn't a, a new command for the people to hear. When, when Peter says, you should be holy, because he, he says, be holy yourselves in all your behavior, because it's written, you shall be holy, right. for I am holy. This was not new news to those those people that heard this. This was this was in, Peter is quoting a passage of scripture in Leviticus, chapter nineteen, verse mm-hmm. two, that people everyone then knew. They probably had it memorized, mm-hmm. so he was just reminding them. But but the context he's setting it in is saying like, to be holy means there are certain things I don't do. I'm going to be different from the world, but then I also got to be like I got to be holy like God. Yeah. So that's really different. Like I can necess- I can I can sometimes not be like the world, but can I sometimes be like God? I mean, that's a tall order, sure. right? And and those kind of things. So I wanted to talk about holiness today, the rest of this time, and then some tomorrow, because I think it's a really important thing that we understand it. Yeah. And and um, when we talk about holiness, because this is the the primary command in this passage of scripture is be holy, right? And he's he's telling us to do that. In its basic sense, the word holy means to be set apart, mm-hmm. um, something that is separated for a special or a unique purpose. And so you can think about things back in the temple the, uh, in the Old Testament, they were holy because they were set apart and only used for a sacred thing, mm-hmm. um, the, the instruments in the temple or whatever. Some modern day examples of something that's holy that might help us to get a little better grasp of what it means is we use the term holy matrimony. Sure. And if you've been to a wedding, you'd say, you know, the, the pastor might say, you know, these two people are being joined together in holy matrimony. Well, what, what does that mean? And in context of the word holy, you know, matrimony means getting married, but in context of the, whole, the word holy, when a husband and wife get married, what they're doing is they're, they're formally separating themselves from their, from their previous family, because Jesus says a, a man leaves his father and mother and becomes united to his wife. So they're, they're separating from the family that they were a part of, not that they're never going to talk to him or another, but it, there's mm-hmm. a formal separation, right? And also there's a, there's a commitment that they're making to each other in that they're setting themselves apart for the other person and no one else. Like when you get married, when you got married to Bethany, you were like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be Bethany's husband and nobody else's. And she's like, I'm going to be Joey's wife and nobody else's. There's that setting apart, right? Um, And so it's this this exclusive, unique and intimate relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. That's where the holy part comes in because you're a husband and wife are set apart from all other relationships. They're not going to be involved in any other relationship like they're going to be with their husband Mm -hmm. or wife. Um, and so we call it holy because they're setting themselves apart and following God's d- divine plan for marriage. So in that context, the, the marriage is holy because it, it's, a, it's a setting apart. Like it's setting apart for something unique and intimate that only you and your wife would share or mm-hmm. you and your husband would share. Then, uh, So the, another phrase that I think we use sometimes is the holy Bible. You sure. know, we, we don't, sometimes people refer to it as like it's the holy Bible, right? And we call the Bible holy because these writings that are in the Bible are inspired by the Holy Spirit, are that, and they're of such perfection that they have been set apart from all other human writings. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other human writings, and there's other human writings that are really good, right, and helpful to us. Um, but they're not in the same category as Scripture because these are inspired by God. They're infallible. 
Um, and so we call it the Holy Bible because it's set apart from all other literature. Is it literature? Yes. Is it different from all the other literature? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's set apart, right? So when it comes to, to living a holy life, what it means is that um, I'm setting myself apart from all other purposes and relationships to simply be committed to the Lord. And, mm -hmm. and that's what it means when we talk about living a holy life. And so the command to be holy means literally for, for people who are Christians is that we would set ourselves apart from all other purposes. Now, this, this doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor or a missionary or something like this. You can do whatever it is that God's called you to do, but you're doing it for the glory and the honor of God, right? And you're also setting yourself apart from all other relationships with other gods or whatever to be totally committed to the Lord and the Lord only. Yeah. So, so this this idea of holy is is to be set apart and committed to something that's special for a unique purpose. Mm -hmm. And in the context of Christianity, it is to honor God and to glorify God in everything that we say and do. Yeah. Um, and so, then the million dollar question is: If Peter says, so, "Be holy," so, so how do you do that? How do you do it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up our episode, and tomorrow. We're going to talk about something that really isn't necessarily unique to Shepherd Church, but is a defining feature of the theology that we hold at Shepherd, and it is holiness and what it looks like to live a holy life, and how do we do what Peter's saying to do, which is to be like Jesus. So stick around for that. Come back tomorrow. Listen to that. Share this episode with your friends, your family. We'd love for them to be a part of it. Uh, I'm thankful for Rob for being here, for Joe being on the board. We're thankful for you for listening. If you have any questions, you get a hold of us, podcast at shepnaz.org. But until tomorrow, we'll see you. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.